I know Jesus said, few there be that find the narrow road that leads there. John said he saw ones he could not number or multitude. So I, I want to be in that multitude. Amen. Right now, maybe in the few. But one day we're going to join the multitude. Amen. Page 28. We'll try to sing it if I can remember. When people look at you and you profess to be a Christian, then they know it's the grandest thing ever happened. Or, yeah, I heard one of them. No, it's a grand and glorious feeling. Amen. All right.
be going along this way? I hope so. Page uh, 82.
says, on wings of love, he'll carry us out of here. Amen. <clears throat> love so divine. Yes. Amen. I was looking through Brother Lonnie Hubbard's little paper he sent out, and uh, there was a little section in there. And uh, I started reading it, and I, I glanced at the bottom, and I saw it was former president years ago, Woodrow Wilson. And he was telling people, read the Bible. I beg you, read the Word of God. How far we have come, how far we have come. Yes. I hope you are reading the Bible, reading the Word of God any way you can. More and more and more. Amen. That is the map. It tells us where we come from. Where we are now. Right. Where we're going to go. Right. I sure want to know those things. Amen. Yes, How about sir. you? Amen. Right. <laughs> and it's so clear, so wonderful. And the things that we can't figure out, the Lord gives us grace to leave it to Him. Right. Amen. And that faith to trust. Amen. Anyone over here, special prayer? Quick. All right. You want over here? All right. Remember my family, and I have a principal from request. All right. All right. Let's remember Sister Linda. She's not here tonight. And then also let's remember Jackie and Zila. Uh, they've been down, not feeling well. And of course, um, Diane Kicklider. Let's continue to remember them. Dan and Becky Lord. All right. Let's remember each other and uh, in all our busyness. Yes. Let's not neglect to pray for each other and uh, uphold oh, each other. Oh, let's remember Robert, too. He's out on field maneuvers. All right, yeah. Andrew. All right. All right. Remember this country of ours. Yes. We don't know how close we are to bigger things. Yes. Every day. Every day. Remember Ukraine. Yes. Right. Remember the believers in Russia and Ukraine and, and those surrounding some of the unnamed places. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I might have lost words. So cry out to the Lord for mercy and help. Amen. Let's Remember these needs and ask the Lord to help us tonight in the service. Let's gather and pray.
name of Jesus, there is power. And you'll be amazed that when you're in that place, when you cry out His name, Jesus. I remember one particular time whenever uh, uh, my vehicle was rolling three times and I cried out, Lord, that's about it, Lord. And we came to rest about from here to there from the edge of a deep pond. And uh, just the Lord, just the Lord. Amen. And there's been other times we were in need of things right away. Called on that name. Jesus. Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. The demons have to flee. Huh? Children, y'all should not be afraid of anything if you're saved. Because you've got more power over all that stuff out there. All that demonic stuff. You've got power in the name of Jesus. Amen. And He will not let anything destroy you. But I appreciate the Lord. It's so good seeing uh, several in here. Good seeing Heather and all. I know they had not been feeling well. It's good seeing Ryan. I wasn't sure if I'd see him tonight or not. And uh, and others. We're glad to see them four from... Uh... Yeah. We were missing them. Two twins. And uh, But we're glad for everyone to be here tonight. All right. Uh, let's just get right on in and see what the Lord has for us. Brother Todd, why don't you come receive the offering for us here tonight and uh, pray for us. Lord God, help us to get in and worship you, Lord. Help us to give according to your will. I should bless this service, bless this offering, in your righteous and holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, I've got a picture I really need to share with y'all. I got from Brother um, Harvey Moore, <laughs> and uh, I'll try to share it on to the church link. Uh, I meant to uh, share it earlier, but it was a uh, it was a miracle. And whenever you see the picture, I'm going to leave you in suspense. When you see the picture, you will understand uh, why it is a miracle. God is able. He is able to keep His people. He's able to strengthen us. He's able to help us to overcome all things. And it's important for us to overcome all things. Amen. And so we're just going to find out what the Lord has for us here tonight. Are you? They're ready. They're ready. Oh. Wow. Okay. Let's go. Well, I thank the Lord for all He's done for me. Uh, Brother Todd texted me last night. was all excited. He's been studying. And he, he, he was telling me about the great I am. You know, when, he, when they came to arrest him, I love that part. They came to arrest Jesus, and he they said, "Are you, you know, basically, are you the one?" Blah blah. And he said, "I am." It says, "I am He," but it says, "I am." When he said, "I am," they fell backwards. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the Son of God. There's power in this service here tonight, brother. I don't feel nothing. I don't care what you feel. Jesus has power to set you free. 
from your chains, to set you free from your addictions, to set you free and give you liberty tonight. There's power in the I am that I am.
turn this over to Brother uh, Jamie. He's supposed to preach here for us tonight, so I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to him. Come on. talking to my brothers. Rebuke me. Brother, do you know why you don't have liberty like you want? And you don't have power like you want? Let me ask you this. Where were you Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock p.m.? Where were you? I've come into this church house we have prayer service at 5 o'clock, if you didn't know. Yes, yes. I've come into this church house, unless you're doing something else upstairs, I'm not saying anything against that, and I'm not pointing at anybody in particular. I'm talking to my brothers, my family, in Jesus. Amen. My family. I've come into this church house at 5 o'clock, Sunday afternoon, and somebody's over here snoring, somebody's over here bored out of their mind, some people's out there talking, some people's back there. Prayer the reason for prayer service. You want to know why you don't have any power? You want to know why you go into life? Amen. And your wife has the power of God and you don't have the power of God? It's because she goes back there and she prays you for your babies. She prays for you and you come into here going out of your mind. The problem is you have forgotten the joy and the power of prayer. Prayer. Glory to God. You know why you came into revival and you left the same way or worse than you came? You know why you didn't get revived? Because you came into the church house full. Do you hear what I said? You came full. You came into church. You came down to the altar. And you said, I'm good. I'm revived. I don't need revival. I don't need a touch of God. I've already had that. I'm full. I know what I'm doing. I got it in the morning. I got it at night. I don't need revival. That's why you left empty. That's why you came thinking you were full and you left empty. Anybody that comes to God thinking that they are full, they will leave empty. When you come to God and when you come to this altar tonight after a while, you don't come to Him and you say, God, I've got everything that I need. I'm good. No, that's what that church in Revelation did. And they didn't realize they were blind and they were poor and they were naked. Amen. But come saying, I need you. I'm empty and I'm nothing. If you have your Bibles, I had a message, but about after lunch today, the Lord changed me. 
And you may not like me for preaching it. But I love you. You hear me? I'm not up here. And listen. I love each and every one of you. You hear me? You're my family. I'm closer to a lot of you than I am to my actual blood kin. I love you. You're my friends. But I'm not up here to make friends. The Lord's given me something today. And if He'll help me, I'm going to try to preach it. Turn to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Chapter 5, verse 14. Stand when you have it. Chapter 5, verse 14. You there? For the love of God, for the love of Christ, constraineth us. Because we judge thus that if one died for all, then we're all dead. For the love of Christ constraineth us. One of the distinctions between the church of God and the world of church, one of them, there's many of them, is concert prayer. In a moment, I'm going to go through our normal everyday thing and I'm going to pray. But can we pray together? We believe in God, in one God. But we believe that He's the I am that I am. So He can hear all of us at one time, right? We don't go one person, then another person, then both person. So let's pray together. Yes. Father, I thank You, Lord, for this service, God. I thank You, Lord, for the Word of God, Lord, that is the same, Lord Jesus. Lord, that we can stand upon and build our life upon. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that You'll give us great fruit at the altar, Lord. I pray that the, the people will not see me, O oh God, but Lord, that You will speak through me and shine through me tonight, Lord, according to Your will. Don't let me fail to say anything that You want me to say. And Lord, don't let me fail and say something that You don't want me to say. God, put a balm on our hearts tonight and anoint us in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I'd like to preach on, you can be seated. I'd like to preach on the strongest bond in the world. Y'all know what this is? J.B. Weld. And I was praying today, asking the Lord to give me a message. And I got up and I said, World's strongest bond. That's not right. And then it says, sorry, warning, irritant. I'll get to that after a while. But right now it says, world's strongest bond. Not J.B. Weld, but the love of God. It is the world's strongest bond. Amen. For the love of Christ constraineth us. And then it goes on to say that if one died for all, that's talking about Jesus who was the propitiation for our sins, then, then we're all dead. In other words, everyone has sinned. And at one time or another, everybody has been dead. Amen? There's not one that is good. No, not one. There's not one that is perfect except Jesus Christ. All have been dead. The, I, I meant to look up all these verses, but you can, you can uh, search them and find them if you want to. But the word dead means deprived or destitute of life. 
No life. You go up to a dead person, you try to talk to them, they're not going to talk back to you. You go up to a dead person and say, worship God, they're just going to sit there. You go up to a dead person and say, look here, look at that, they're not going to mind you because they are dead. They are devoid and they are destitute of any life. The Bible says a woman who lives in pleasure is dead while she liveth. And that brother goes to a man too. If you live in pleasure, and that is the pleasure of sin. For the, I, I got a lot to preach, so y'all just stay with me, please. Amen. The Bible says the, uh, there is pleasure in sin for a season. Amen. And if you live in that pleasure and you have not repented of your sins, brother or sister, no matter if you're high or if you're short, no matter if you're up tall in polit- politics or you're down low in church politics, brother, and that's real down low. Amen. But the Bible says, amen, you're dead. You're dead in your trespasses and you're dead in your sins. Ezekiel looked out into the valley of dry bones and God said, can these bones live? And he said, Lord, thou knowest. And after a while they stood up and they were a very great and exceeding great army. In Revelation 3, it says, Thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. You have a name. Landmark Holmes Church. And I'm not saying against the church. I'm just saying the name. Pergamus, uh, Laodicea, uh, Philadelphia, whatever it is. You have a name that you live, brother. But you are dead. Azusa Street. You have a name. You hear that word, you think fire of God. But if you were to go there right now, something's wrong. Somebody's dropped it. Thou hast a name that thou livest, but you are deprived and destitute of life. The Bible talks about being dead in trespasses and in sins. This is what kills us is sin. God hates sin. The Bible describes what is sin and what is not sin. I do not make a list and say, here you go, Brother Jeff. This is sin and this is not. No, God has already given us that. Sin offends our holy God. And brother, it separates us between God. It puts a a separation between us. He died so that He might set us free and be our friend. But something's separating us tonight. And brother, it's sin. And sin's always been sin. Sin didn't just start being sin in 2022 and it didn't stop being sin in 2022. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's homosexuality. I don't care if it's lying or stealing or chilling. You know what I mean. Stealing or cheating. Amen. The Bible says it's sin. So therefore it is sin, brother. It separates us between God. Jesus talked to the hypocrites and He said, you whited wall. You hypocrite. He said, outwardly, you are a whited sepulcher. You know what that means? That means a bleached tombstone. That's what that means. A bleached tombstone. He said, but inside you are full of dead men's bones. You look, you ever been to a tombstone before? If you look at that thing and it's white and it's purty, I don't care how pretty it is. Inside of it is what matters. Inside of it is really what counts. And it's full of dead men's bones. The Bible talks about nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not angels or demons or principalities or powers, height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. The most powerful bond is what I'm preaching on. Is the love of God. 
God loves each and every person. It does not matter of race or color or size or, or, or uh, 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 whatever that word is, cloud or whatever. It does not matter. God loves each and every person. Amen. And God loves even the sinner, brother, that's going to hell. I'm telling you, it is the strongest bond. For the Bible says the love of God constraineth us. Do you need a bond in your marriage? Amen. The answer, my brother, is the love of God. Not our own earthly human love, but the love of God. Amen. Not somebody else's love. Amen. Towards me or anybody else. But it is the love of Jesus Christ that constraineth us. Do you need a bond for your children? Do you need a bond for your kids? The answer is the love of God. Do you need a bond for your friends? Amen. Your brothers, your sisters in Christ. You're having problems with them. Amen. The answer is the love of God. Fear will not keep you. It may get you in the gate, but it will not hold you onto eternity. But something will. It's not J.B. Will. But it is the love of God. It is the love of God. When you fall in love with Him, brother, I'm telling you, it'll keep you. When you, you can be scared of Him all day. That's not going to keep you. But when you fall in love with Jesus Christ and you say, Lord, I love you more than any person and I love you more than anything in my life, that is what's going to keep you to eternity. That will keep you to eternity. For the love of God constraineth us. The love of God constraineth us. It holds us. That word constraineth means to hold together. That's what it means. To hold together. The love of God holds us together. Hosea speaks and it, it constrains us. It holds us. Sometimes it holds us together. And brother, sometimes it holds us back. Hosea speaks of God hedging up Gomer or Israel up. He said he, he'll hedge her way up with thorns. Hedge her way up with thorns. She shall go after her lovers, but shall not overtake them. Then she shall say, I will go and return unto my first husband, for it was better with me than now. God was trying to keep her back from something. The love of God was trying to hold her and say, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. And it was hedging her way up with thorns that she wanted to go this way and she wanted to go that way. But the love of God was keeping her right in the middle of the road. Like the wandering children of Israel in the desert. They stayed there 40 days or 40 years. Was it 40 years? 40 years in the desert. Two generations passed. One didn't even see it. But they wandered and wandered and wandered and wandered. They went through this cycle of cycle of cycle of cycle over and over and over again. The children of Israel went through. But while they were wandering in that desert, brother, while they were there, that God began to feed them with manna from heaven. Are you with me? God began to feed them with heavenly food, with angels' food. Every morning they he'd put it on the ground and they'd have to go out and they'd gather it up. They'd take it home. Amen. It was like bread, it was like honey wafers. It was wonderful. Could you imagine eating angels' food? Could you imagine eating bread from heaven? Amen. It wasn't just bread you buy from Walmart, brother. This come from God Himself. And God was feeding His people. And He put it all on the ground. Amen. And they got up and they gathered it. But after a while, they got tired of it. After a while, the Bible talks about they loathed this light bread. That's what they called it. They loathed it. They didn't want that anymore. 
They didn't want angels' food. They didn't want God's heavenly manna. They began to lust after something else. They began to lust after meat. So you know what they did? They got down and they prayed. And they said, God, give us meat. God, give us meat. God, give us meat. God, give us meat. Lord, we're tired of this manna. Lord, we're tired of this day by day. Lord, it's getting, it's getting old after a while. Lord, give us meat. Give us meat. Give us meat. Amen. And after a while, brother, amen, they kept praying this way and kept praying this way. Listen, before I got saved, when I was a homosexual, I used to pray, sorry, I used to pray and say, God, give me a boyfriend. Give me a boyfriend. I used to pray that way. I'm so glad that God doesn't answer some things. But brother, if I would have read the Word of God, oh, amen, if I would have read the Word of God and I would have kept pushing up against that and I would have said, God, give me this. Oh, give me this. Give me this lust. Give me this meat. You know what God would have did? Fine. Take it. I'll give it to you. If you want it that bad, take it. You keep praying for something God said no over. He's going to give it to you. And you're not going to like it. I said you're not going to like it. If God would have gave me what I asked for, He wouldn't have said, oh, break the... Thank you, Lord. No, I would have been miserable. I would have been naked. And I would have been poor, brother. I'm telling you, I would have been away from God. It would have separated me even more and more. And there's no telling where I would have gone. When I got saved, I, I had a feeling that if I wouldn't have gotten saved when I did, then I would have killed myself and died in some way or another, whether it be by disease or by suicide. Amen. You don't know what God's trying to head your way up for. You don't know what God's trying to put you in the straight and in the narrow way for. Stop pushing up against Him. Stop praying something that God said no leave it alone leave it alone God said no after a while I'll give it to you we don't want that God gave them meat for their lust this is what the Lord gave me I had a dream a while back I was in some church. I don't know where it was. But I was over, it looked like I was over on the drums or somewhere on the back on the platform. And Brother John Gabbard was up, he was preaching. And he looked out on the congregation and he began to preach. And he said, The reason why you don't have any power is because of your lust. The reason why you don't have any power. It's because you're tired of it. And you want meat. And you're praying, give me meat. Right, right. Come on. He said, the reason you don't have any power is because of your lust. Thou shalt not covet. Covetousness, brother, is more than just covering after a woman or covering after sex. Amen. Lust is covering after something that's not yours or that God has said no. That's right. That's covetousness. Leave it alone. God might be saying tonight, I love you. And I'm trying to constrain you by my love. I'm trying to hedge up your way with thorns and put you right in the middle of the road. Brother, the Bible talks about there is a way and it is the way of holiness. Amen. You walk down that straight and narrow path. Amen. Don't turn to the right hand and don't turn to the left. Brother, there's a ditch on either side. And if you fall down that ditch, if you get a little too close, brother, you're going to fall and you're going to lead your family into destruction and you're going to lead those that you minister to into destruction. 
Stay in the middle. Don't turn to the right. And don't turn to the left. Brother Jeff has preached about it before. The right being the religious way. Being the hypocritical way. Being the I'm better than everybody else. Amen. And this and that and the other. Conviction this and conviction that. And then going all the way to the other side. Amen. Not forgetting the love of God. But going all the way over here. And saying God loves me. Amen. God's my friend. And he's, He just loves me. And all this and that and the other. And God's not going to rebuke me. God's not going to do that. Brother, that's not love. The love of God constraineth. The love of God will tell you the truth. The love of God will tell you. This isn't right. Repent from it. Turn around from it. Because he wants you to make it. He don't want you to go to hell. He wants you to make it. I told you the Lord gave me, I had something else, and the Lord gave me this. I was praying, Lord, what do you want me to preach? What do you want me to preach? And uh, last night I went to bed real late. And I got up this morning a little early. So I went and took a nap today. Sorry. So I laid down. And I actually asked the Lord to give me something like this. But I laid down, and I don't know if it was a dream or a vision, because I was half asleep, half awake, but I saw something. I saw myself, and I was getting something, and I was throwing it in the garbage can. And then I saw myself go into the garbage can and get it back. And I know what you're thinking, and that's right. We don't need to be going back. We don't need to pick up things that God has said no about. And we don't need to pick up things that we've said no about. That's right. But this specific thing, maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like this was something else. God is not throwing you away. God is not done with you. God is not throwing you in the garbage can. And neither are we. But the thing about it, you've got to stay on the straight and the narrow. You can't turn to the right or to the left. God's not throwing you away, but He desires to renew you and to restore you. The Bible tells a story of Paul and Barnabas and Mark. They were all in the ministry together. And one day Mark decided to leave. I don't know why he decided to leave. I don't know if, if, if his mama was sick and he said, hey, listen, I, I got to go take care of her. I don't know what it was. The Bible doesn't say. It did say about Demas. The reason he left was because he loved this present world. That's, right. That's why Demas left. But Mark was different. He, he never says that he did that. So I can't help but to think maybe in his mind he was thinking of good reasons. He had something, he had a good intention in mind. He had something good in mind. I'm preaching on the love of God constraineth us. He may have had something good in mind, I don't know. I don't know. But I can't help but wonder. I've done something like this before. Brother Todd knows about it. He's asked me to preach before. And I've looked at him and said, no. You know why? Not because I was trying to be rebellious. But because I went to my prayer closet and I was praying and I felt, like the, I felt like the Lord was telling me, basically, don't preach. Don't preach. Over and over and over again. I'd go in there in my prayer closet and I'd hear this voice tell me, pretty much, don't preach. Don't preach. I've been in this church house 
Tonight, I think being one of the nights. I've been right over there, and I felt a voice tell me, be quiet. Be quiet. Probably even, you're being too loud. Be quiet. The Bible says to preach. The Bible says to shout. The Bible says to clap. That's not unbiblical. But the voice that I heard was unbiblical. It was not right. It was contrary to the Word of God. And if a voice speaks to me, amen, or to anybody else, it is not in line with the Word of God, then it is not God. Paul said, I don't care if an angel from heaven comes down and preaches unto you any other gospel than what I have preached unto you, whether he be a preacher or whether he be an angel from heaven. Mark that man and count him accursed. What he said was none of God. But what I was saying that day to Brother Todd was none of God. It was unbiblical. So I can't help but to wonder, maybe this is what Mark was going through, like me. Maybe he heard that same voice telling him, don't preach. Don't go with Paul. Don't go with him. He's not right. Something wrong. Don't preach. Don't preach. Don't preach. Don't preach. So he listened to it. Maybe he heard a voice telling him, go take care of your mama. She's sick. She, she needs your help. Go, go stay with her. But Paul was saying, preach. Right. Need you. And after a while, he broke off. Probably thought he was doing the right thing. I don't know. But he broke off and he left. And then one day, he decides to come back. And when he comes back, Barnabas, I think it was his uncle, yeah. probably opened him with open arms. Oh, yeah. Probably accepted him with open arms and accepted him and said, yeah, come on. You yeah. want to come on and do this? We you, you're, you said you were wrong about this. Blah, blah, whatever. You know, come on and do this. Come on. Yeah. We need you in the ministry. But Paul was different. Paul said, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So this became a contention between Paul and Barnabas over Mark. And after a while, the contention was so strong that they split it off from each other. And Barnabas took Mark and Paul took Silas and they went separate ways. Can you imagine what Mark must have felt like all those years? I'm no good. I'm nothing. I've been looking up to Paul for years and years and he even thinks I'm no good. What am I going to do? I've done this and I've done that. But Paul's just done with me. How do you think Mark felt? I think he might have felt like that. Might have felt like Paul was just throwing him away. Paul was just done with him. Why is he doing this to me? Well, I, 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 I was wrong or, or maybe he said I wasn't wrong, whatever. Why is he doing this to me? I looked up to him. I'm no good. I'm no good. And then one day, I don't know if he was at a church or what happened, but one day he hears a letter being read from Paul or maybe he was the pastor and he was reading the letter. I have no idea. But he, hear, he reads this letter. He hears what Paul said and Paul says, bring Mark with you for he's profitable to me for the ministry. He's profitable to me. Glory to God. I said he's profitable to me for the ministry. Hallelujah. He didn't cast him aside. He didn't throw him away probably like Mark felt. But brother, he said, bring Mark with you for he's profitable to me for the ministry. Hallelujah. Before I was son saved, before I was saved, y'all go and get a song together if you want to. Before I was saved, I was unprofitable for the ministry. I was not qualified to be a minister. How do you like that? I was not qualified to get on the platform, even though I did. And they let me up on the platform, not here, somewhere else. I was on the drums, doing different things. I was going to hell. But I was unprofitable for the ministry. What made you unprofitable? 
This is what the Bible calls sin. In my life, it was mankind shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Well, now, brother. And listen, I used to do this. Well, now, brother, that's, that's Old Testament law. And that, this means that, and that means this. Listen, I would never read the Bible and actually figure out for myself what the Word of God says. I, w- I wouldn't do that. But what I would do is I'd say, watch your phones. I'd say, okay, Google. No, nobody? Okay, all right. I would go to Google and I'd type stuff in. What's the Bible say about such and such? Blah, 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 blah. It can be a useful tool if you're very, 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 very careful. But if you're not, you'll get drawn away into some kind of heresy. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly what I did. Because I didn't actually look at the Word of God and see what it says for myself. I read this and that and the other. I would read about and, 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 and read how they would say, well, so and so and this person were lesbians and this person was gay. Well, Jesus had two dads and he was all right. He turned out all right. And this person and that person. And then they got a scripture. And I don't really want to tell you what it is. Maybe one day if you want to ask me after church, there was a scripture that they would get that was so they would pervert it so that it, it, they changed the meaning completely. And I, well, I'll go ahead and tell you what it is. The Bible says that some were born eunuchs. Some were eunuchs after the manner of men, and some were made eunuchs after the king, for the kingdom of God's sake. They took that word eunuchs, and they, they said that that word eunuchs, it's not. Look at it yourself. They said that word meant homosexuals. Oh, no. So I read that. No. Not at all. But I read that, and I said, well, some were born homosexuals. Some were made homosexuals of men, and some were made homosexuals for the kingdom of heaven's sake. Oh, no. That's what they say. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Heresy. Wrong. Sin. But that's what I wanted. I lusted after meat. So I read the Word of God how I wanted to read it. So I went on. And I remember going. This isn't in my notes. I remember going into a, 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 a... I wasn't saved. But into my bathroom. I shut the door and I got down. And I prayed. And I remember thanking Jesus that it was all right. And feeling something when I was praying. Is that the Lord? No. That was wrong. After a while, when I got saved, my friend sent me scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. scripture. I didn't realize it was in the Bible that much. No wonder I never looked. Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. I remember one time I was in, in my house and I was walking around arguing with God. But Lord, this word means this and this word means that and this and that and this and that and the other. And I felt like He stopped me and said, you know better. I'm not arguing with you. I wasn't even saved. I didn't talk about that for a while. But I got saved after a while. The Word of God spoke to my heart. And the love of God came and constrained me. And I'm so glad that it did. I got saved and then about two and a half years later, He called me in to preach. And it was, maybe it was like He was saying, bring Mark with you. For he's profitable to the ministry. He's profitable. The strongest bond is the love of God. It binds us to God. Not fear, not being scared, not not uh, not even. I, I, I'm I'm for it. I'm all for it. You know I am. But not even really shouting and worshiping God. But it's the love of God that constrains us. Love is not what I experienced before I got saved. You hear me? There is something called a false love. They would say love is love. That's a lie. It's lust 
for their meat. It's lust for what they want. I gotta quit. It's lust. They have a gay pride flag they'll throw up. You ever seen that? The rainbow flag. And they'll say, well, it means diversity and it means freedom, sexual freedom. No, you know what it really is? It is a sign to God and to everyone else. I'm going to do what I want to do, no matter what you say, no matter what your word says. And guess what? I'm proud of it. I'm happy about it. I'm doing what I want to do. But I'm so glad there was a day when the love of God came and constrained me. I did not stop being a homosexual because I was tired of it. I did not stop living that lifestyle because it was sickening to me. I stopped that lifestyle because the love of God came and wrapped His arms around me. I mean, He, the love of God, Him, the I am that I am, wrapped His arms around me. And the Word of God spoke to me and killed me that day. It was because of Him. If you were tired of it, that's great. I'm glad. But the Lord came and had to deal with my hard head. Let's all stand. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the way, the end thereof are the ways of death. Brother, we are in a storm. I'm not saying a storm is coming. But I'm telling you, we are in a storm now. And the things that can be shaken will be shaken. Yes, they will. It is time, high time, in this hour tonight, not to come to this altar and say, God, I'm good, I'm all right, and everything's fine. Amen. But it's time to batten down the hatches. Amen. To roll down the windows. Amen. And make sure everything's locked up because there's a storm here. And after a while, brother, it's going to flood. Amen. And I'll show you to whom he is like, the man that cometh to me. Amen. And heareth my sayings and doeth them not. Amen. His house shall fall like he built it on sand. Amen. But he that built it on a rock. Hallelujah. Upon the rock of the Word of God. Amen. I'll show you whom He is like. He is the man that cometh to me and hears my sayings and doeth them. He's like a man that comes and built his house upon the rock. And the floods came. And the winds came. And the rains did beat vehemently upon that house. And it did not fall. Why? Because it was founded. Hallelujah. It was founded upon a rock. It was founded upon the bond of the Word of God, upon the bond of the love of God. It is the strongest bond. If your life is not founded, hallelujah. If you've got something, amen, a hatch open, amen. If you've got, like Brother Robert Lutz was saying, amen, he's making a lot of progress, and I'm pretty proud of him, if you don't mind, amen. But he he was up here testifying, and he was talking about if you don't have your armor, if you don't have every single piece, amen, brother, if you are missing a piece of your armor, amen, tonight is the night not to come down and say, God, I'm good, everything's fine, but tonight's the night to say, God, I'm blind and I'm poor. Amen. Something's wrong and I need it fixed. I don't have any power. I don't have any liberty. Amen. This isn't the life that God said to live. Amen. He said they shall do greater things. The ways thereof. The end thereof are the ways of death. It's your choice. Either get off on the side of the road. I'm sorry I'm putting Either get off on the side of the road, like when I was still living with Mama, and between her and Grandma's house, there's this road, there's this path. Grandma used to cut it. She don't know more because of strife. Sorry. But there was, this, there was this little path in the grass. 
And I used to get my hoe and I'd take it down there. I brought my hoe because I knew there were snakes. Didn't really see a lot of venomous snakes, but I saw snakes. And I began to walk down that road. I said, I began to walk down that road. And I was walking. Staff in hand. Walking with my hoe. And right over there, there was a snake. And I didn't see him until I got close. And he slithered and went on. And then I kept going. If I'm not wrong, I saw another snake. I got close to him, and he slithered on. The way of holiness is narrow. Few there be that find it. There is a multitude that no man can number. That's right. A few there be that find it. And if you walk down that road, listen to me. If you walk down that road, the love of God is trying to constrain you. And you go over to the right. You get close enough to that snake. The devil's not going to take a chance with just a little snake to scare you. Ooh. He's not interested in that. He's been doing this for years. He knows what he's doing. He's got the tactics managed. You try to argue with him, you're going to fail. You go over to that snake, it's going to bite you. Well, I'll stay over here all the way to the left. There's a snake over there too. You've got to stay in the middle. You've got to found it. Upon the Word of God, this is my lifeline. I'm quitting. This is my lifeline. I'm in the ocean and I'm floating. I'm floating. If you're not saved, if you're like Mark and you've done something, whatever the case may be, the altars are open for you. If you're not saved, the Lord's are wanting to save you. He's wanting to give you the love of God. Something that you have never felt in your entire life. And save you tonight. He's wanting to do a work in you that has never been done in you. He's wanting to do it tonight. Whether you're young or you're old. The Lord's got it for you. Or maybe you're like Mark. And there's a hatch open. Maybe you're a little over to the right. Or a little over to the left. It's not time brother. We're in the last days. It's not time to be over here or over here. Wherever you're at tonight. Will you come? As they sing and as they play, will you come to the altar empty and say, Lord, fill me up. Fill me up. Here I stand.
was grieving myself to death just about it. Looking at that attorney. Oh, God. My sweat, blood, tears. What if after we leave, you stray? Some of you already are. What's going to happen? So he's talking to the attorney son. If they don't hold it straight, and they close it, it's got to go forward as an old-time holiness church. Walking in the middle, not on the left, not on the right. Some of you have said, Sister Butler, I've given up stuff because y'all don't believe in it. You know what you just told me? You ain't got this thing right yet. That's right. You haven't found him intimately yet. If you did, you would give it up because he said so. Your intimate lover said, Please, for me, lay it down, daughter. You said you would when you got saved, but you picked it up again, daughter. You ever done that? I have. And just shouted and act like you still had the goods. But you didn't. You have your shout, but you lost your goods. I'm going back to the altar. Preaching won't go. They won't take that type of preaching. It's the kind of preaching I love. <laughs> had people, they're not with us now, they used to say, I don't like that kind of preaching. 
they're not with us now. No. I'll be honest with you, I love that type of preaching. Yes, amen. Great preaching tonight. But you know why? He said it. The Lord gave it to him. Yes. That makes all the difference. All the difference. And uh, I appreciate uh, there's so many threads throughout that whole message. They're important. And the, really the most important thing is to remember it's so easy to justify what you want. It is. It's just so easy. Oh, uh, Lord, you know it's 2022. We're different than it was back then, Lord. I want you to know something. We got lights. They had lights back then. A little different, but they still had lights. But the thing about it is, um, when it comes down to it, we're all the same. We're human beings created in the likeness and the image of God. Huh? We're born in iniquity, founded in sin. And the Lord's trying to pull us out. I don't know about you, but I'm glad He pulled me out. And I'm glad for John Mark. Yes. Yes. My personal opinion, I think John Mark saw how Paul used to raise a crowd and they almost always wanted to kill him. And John Mark tucked tail and ran home. That's why Paul didn't want him anymore. He couldn't depend on him. But there came a time John Mark repented. John Mark he was the first one to record the scriptures. Book of Mark and the apostles, I mean in the four gospels, he wasn't an apostle, he was a disciple. But that was the first one written, folks, by John Mark. The very same one. Huh? Paul said, he wasn't good for me before, but now he's profitable to me. Send him to me. I appreciate the Lord. Yes. Lord's purpose is never just to do away with us. No. no. He wants us to straighten up. Fly right. My pastor used to say spit white. Okay? <clears throat> but he doesn't want you going. Oh, I tell you what, Brother Jeff, I, I know I got clothes. We're closing, but uh, Brother Jeff's had it rough. Not, and I'm not trying to get sympathy on you. Most of my roughness was caused by my weakness. Huh? Going from such a liberal religious training into wholeness. And I, I'll be honest with you, in wholeness, you can find liberal teaching in wholeness. Hmm. I don't need to preach again. But there were things I'd tell the Lord, Lord, I'm not going to do those anymore for you. I lay it aside. I'd pick it back up. Do it again. 
then I'd lay him back down. I'd pick it back up. <laughs> Woo! The worst one was back in 1988, somewhere around June, the Lord dealt with me to get out of my family business, which was pipe valves fittings. Get out of it. So I got out of it. I went to work for Shoney's. <laughs> out of the frying pan into the fire. But anyway. But then I thought, you know, he didn't, he just didn't want me to make it my God. And I kept justifying it. So I went back to work for my dad. Huh? Good money. Way back then, made twenty-four thousand a year, full insurance. I mean, I had a family to feed, a family to take care of. Sure can't do it on a Shoney's uh, night manager pay. They paid Chinese time. So I got out of it again. Got into pest control. No, I moved up to Illinois. And I think the Lord started really whooping me right up there. I thought, thank. But anyway, I took the call of the Lord to come back down here to pastor. You know what happened next?